0: Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your baskets uh, a little closer to the fire. Uh, that's it.
1: me <laughs> gimme talking to uh,
0: Ah, Watch out for those snapping sparks Everybody cozy Our good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer You've worked hard all day You deserve to relax now So stay right there And listen to the best of this kind of music
2: Ted Weems. Hi there, your buddy, the humble farmer here on MBPN Radio with your no things considered. I have no idea of who Stanley Weiser is, but Stanley Weiser will be remembered as being the man who said, a fool and his money are lucky enough to get together in the first place. <laughs>
1: it any more than you could or I could Bess couldn't help it though she tried to be good Oh, so good she's pretty as the heavens above oh boy how that girl could love a Bessie had affection and that was simply wonderful Bess couldn't help it any more than you could or I could but when she'd smile and you were bound to fall that's all. A boy kissed Bessie in a taxi one night. Why, oh, why did she yell yeah, with delight? Bess couldn't help you any more than you could. All right, could.
2: Was Hogie and Vicks. Do Betsy he couldn't help it. When some people, you know this is true, when some people fix something, it falls apart again within a week. You might be married to one of these people, so you know exactly what I'm talking about here. But there are other masters of the tool chest who are able to make minor adjustments that last forever in their homes. Here, On the coast of Maine, we call their secret the temporary repair. When they put something together, they don't intend for it to last. But as you know, nothing lasts like a temporary repair. Hang a door with nails on one hinge, you know, just so it'll hang there good enough until you can find some brass screws to do the job right and it will be swinging contentedly there the day you die. If you'd put screws in the hinges, if you'd done the job right, the door wouldn't have fit, and the screws would have worked themselves out, and you would have lived with a door that stuck for years until it fell off and dropped on the dog. Knock down a wall in your kitchen and put up some good solid sheetrock. Do a good job. That cat will claw it down before you ever get around to paint it. But, put a piece of plastic in your smashed-out car window, you know, just to keep the wind out until you can get over to the junkyard to buy a window to fix it right. And that plastic will be there the day you park the old clunker out in the backyard and use the door as a target. If you really want something that'll hang in there forever... The rule to remember here in Maine is that nothing lasts like a temporary repair.
1: the smiling through.
2: Dreams here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. You might remember, you might recall that I like baked beans and spaghetti, and I could live happily on baked beans for dinner and spaghetti for supper until the day I die. Now, to be sure, I could reverse the order and have spaghetti for dinner and beans for supper, you know, just for a change so I wouldn't get tired of the same old thing. With that in mind, please hear this letter from Brent, who says, Dear Humble, I do find you unusually paradoxical, since your erudition, intelligence, and academic history come across loud and clear on your show. You have a voracious passion and understanding of the social and cultural happenings around you which are most often associated with sophistication and depth of knowledge-wisdom, whereas your culinary interests seem very basic and working-class, that hearken to your youth, years of bachelorhood, addiction to your desktop, poverty, an artist caught up in the thrall of his muses. Well, I have to thank Brent for writing that. You should know that my discriminating taste when it comes to meals also applies to women and is not regretted when I look around and see friends who were obviously hooked by their first entrée. Father Hines, your buddy the humble farmer here, coming to you from MBPN's Solar Radiant Heated Solar Studio with No Things Considered. It can be statistically proven that people come in three sizes, large, average, and small. It's a bell curve thing. Because most of the women used in television commercials are no more than skin stretched on very small bones, the American woman has been conditioned to place herself in the large category. You can't look at a television commercial without realizing that someone is trying to make women dissatisfied with the way they look, smell, or feel. This is why. Even the most sensible woman might be tempted to lose weight, to diet. Have you ever lived with a person who eats nothing but salad? After a week you beg them to wolf brownies, or at least put enough chocolate sauce on their lettuce to make em sociable. A St. George man told me that his wife dieted faithfully for three weeks without losing a pound she got so cranky that he started avoiding them he even fell asleep drinking his nightly hot chocolate in front of the TV and he stayed there on the couch all night and night after night after that his wife lost weight it was two or three weeks before a doctor figured out why the television ads for weight loss had made his wife so sensitive to calories that she'd been gaining half a pound every night just by smelling the hot chocolate on his breath.
1: What I was proud, hallelujah, about. In your eyes full of that, I'm not talking through my head. Everybody loves my girl. Take a look, ain't she smart? Don't look like she'll break my heart. Everybody loves my girl. What a voice, what a voice, just like a bird. She can't say anything. Still she never spoke a monkey. What a neck, like a swan. That's a neck, that a mechagon. Everybody loves my girl.
2: I don't know a thing about fishing, but I have a friend who does. There's nothing he enjoys more than dropping a line in the water far, far up there in the great northern Maine woods. He says that pulling in 20 or so little fishes is only a part of it. Can't go up there without having three or four moose or a dozen deer come out of the woods and watch him. One day his father mentioned that it wouldn't hurt to drop a hook alongside of the boy and show him how it should be done. And on that day, and on every other day, that father went along. They caught nothing. They saw no moose, they saw no deer, they didn't even see a fox. When the kid went alone, he said it was like being in a zoo. So he could only wonder what his father was using for aftershave. One evening at dusk, they even rode twenty miles along a logging road and saw nothing. There is no question but what this man repels wildlife. If you can bear witness to a similar situation and can therefore verify my story, I am the humble farmer at gmail dot com, and I'd love to hear from you.
0: Yeah. Uh... Fetch me some water, son. You know you don't drink water, father. But then yeah My height's already ten. Yeah, get, get from this gallery. What heaven choking, father. Ain't God know how. You ain't gonna Just sitting there grabbing, grabbing at the blood around my rocking chair. Rocking chair. I remember dear old Aunt Harriet. I remember old Aunt
3: Harriet.
0: How long in heaven she be. Oh, buddy (laughs) in heaven. Send me. For the end of the trouble I see My sweet Jerry Oh, Rockin' Chip got me, no got me Oh, and Chip got you, brother And the judgment deed is grabbing upon me Tell the body for the rest To my old Rockin' Got you, I can't move a bag, Looks really. Look like your king laying down there by your side. Well, I use it for a trombone sometimes. Is that all? But I ain't got no chin, father. Well, you better start running. Yes, but you're gonna tan my hide. No, I'm unforgiving. Now you can't get from this cabin. No, I know no I can. not No, father, yeah. Why you ain't going nowhere. I don't know where I was going. I ain't going nowhere. Dig him, dig him. You sit here grabbing. Yeah. You grabbing. Yeah. You grabbing. Yeah. grabbing. What? At the flies round your riding chair. Yeah, there's your father. Look at your father. You remember old Aunt Harriet, don't you? Yeah, she cut out, didn't she? Yes, she did. But I knew her well. Not that well. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. Yes, laughs> but I never wanted to touch. Yes, Betty, I cherish our challenge. Ah, just give me a second. 'Cause the time trouble both of us is the same. Nobody knows the trouble I'm telling me. Now old rock am check it. Yeah. Now rocket checking it. Yeah. Hey.
2: Jack Teagarden, and you-know-who, here on The Humble Farmer, coming to you today from the MBPN Studios with No Things Considered. You know, I have to say that slowly, because you know sooner or later I'm going to mess it up, don't you? <laughs> Are you getting too many phone calls? Phone calls don't bother me, because I enjoy hearing from you and my other friends. But, if you would like people to have a quick change of heart and hang up on you when you answer your phone, here's what you can do. It's my secret. I say, Robert Scoglin, sorry to keep you waiting. Most people in the world have no idea of how to carry on a conversation on the telephone, so they will not respond to your cheery greeting with, Hello, this is Susie Brown, and I'm calling about the unused exercise bike you have advertised in Uncle Henry's. They simply say, Hello? I don't know. Do you know? Can you tell me why they can't tell me who they are, and then briefly tell me why they called? You know they can't. If you don't believe it, try it yourself. There's nothing people enjoy doing more than calling and saying, is Masha there? Without telling you who they are or what they want, how often have you had to ask, "Whom shall I say is calling, please?" Or, "What's it to ya?" Now I'm passing this along to you as a public service. And again, this is the way it played out today. Phone rang, ring, 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 ring. I answered it before it even stopped ringing and said, "Robert Scotland, sorry to keep you waiting." The woman on the other end said, Hello. I repeated, "Robert Goodland, so to keep you waiting. And she hung up. This is Guess Who in St. George, Maine.
1: The family crew, the relatives, too, invited me over. They put the okay on me today. My troubles are over. We're planning to settle down in the little suburban town. Who wouldn't like trees, birds, and bees all around? A couple of cars, a couple of kids, a couple in clover. Just picture me there floating on air. My troubles are over, over.
2: Weems, good, good things to dance to. I could dance to that. Boop, 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 boop. Yes, that's the kind of, kind of swing that makes you want to pick your feet up. People from away don't know how to get things done. One day, the boy gave me his father's old two-car garage over in Clark Island, and I had one of my distant cousins from Thomaston haul it the three miles over to my house on his big truck. Jerry came in with his back hole, dug off the topsoil, put down the gravel, I built a farm, and c- cement was poured and set up before the sun went down the very same day. Now, it would take someone from away a month or so to facilitate an operation like that. You know how things work around here. One day, another example, one day I wanted an inspection sticker on my truck. The girl in the office said that the boss was away, and I'd have to try to catch him sometime tomorrow. I said that when I saw him, I was going to tell him that he ought to double the salary of everyone in his office. She said for me to come down at four the same afternoon." That was Ben Selvin. Nobody's ever heard of Ben Selvin, but that's a very popular tune, common tune that you know very well. I miss the little miss who misses me in sunny Tennessee. And you recently saw this on the news. A man who worked with a bear was killed by the bear. You will also recall that two years ago, a man who lived with wild bears was eaten by bears. Not long after that, a man who loved sharks and other dangerous denizens of the deep came to a sudden and much publicized end when one of them turned on him. You and I know that there are wild and uncontrollable creatures on this planet that may be toyed with for a while, but that at any time they are likely to turn on you, and yet every day You and I hear of yet another friend who plans to get married... found you in. Ted Weems, of course. How many times have you been working on a project when some let me show you boy looks over your shoulder and offers advice? You know what happens then? If you're not careful, it is not long before he has elbowed you aside and has taken the burden of the entire project upon his own broad shoulders it is usually about that time that you notice that there is an alarming one-to-one correlation between a let me show you boys ineptitude and his eagerness to help you Mm-hmm. Eddie Lang, your buddy, the humble farmer here, broadcasting to you today from the MBPN, Solar Radiant Heated Cellar Studios, and, should I say, bringing you no things considered. No things considered, when my father married my mother, he was Marianne's husband, and he stayed Marianne's husband until he became Sonia's father. For his entire life, my father was a nun entity. I thought I had done better than my father until today, when I realized that I have fallen lower than Marianne's husband or Sonia's father. In fact, I have dropped as low as it is possible to drop in the caste system here in America today. There is a name for American untouchables. You see us in all the big box stores. We are called associates. Tid Weems. Someone stood up at a recent Grange meeting and said that eggs are now laser etched with an expiration date and a code. You probably heard about this. The code which is printed on the eggshell traces the egg back to the main farm where it was packaged. The process, they tell us, could even be refined to the point where you could tell which hen at the farm laid a certain egg. Isn't this quantum leap forward in recording the origin of a hen's egg truly encouraging in a state where so many good people still don't know who their own father is? (laughs)
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Jerome Cantoon, till the clouds roll by, Paul Desmond, Ron Carter, on bass, almost time to get out of here, thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer, you know with any luck at all you can hear me right here on your favorite radio station, we are broadcasting here from the solar radiant heated cellar of MBPN, got to get that right. Bringing you more, no things considered. Are you ready? One morning, I heard the people on the news talking about a football game that they called the Super Bowl that had been played the day before. I called my friend Julian and asked him if he watched it, and he said he did. When I asked him what happened, I was not surprised to hear him say that he fell asleep. This is good. What else is television for? Now you know that my machine is doing what it's not supposed to do. It's supposed to be playing, slapping the bass. And I'm going to fiddle with this until I get it to do something that I want it to do. It keeps doing what it wants to do. Anybody would think that I was married to the thing. <laughs>
1: I get so excited, I can hardly think. I get a mouthful of soap, son, but they taste good to me. As long as the sweetie's by my side doing the dishes with me. Now there's no moonlight or a June night, but I'm telling you, I get lovin' near the oven. When there's dishes to do, we do things that we have naught. We hold hands underneath the water, washing dishes with my sweetie and kitchen sink. I hate dishes, still I'm never blue. I'm not fretting, I get petting when there's dishes to do. Knives and forks and spoons never hinder. Pots and pans go out of the window. Washing dishes with my sweetie and kitchen sink.
2: Thank you again for listening.
0: She you. and She had a heart that felt the level. She will never be to bound. Never leave, leave, She'll leave, leave, the leave, 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 do she only